You know, I've been really encouraged, you know, in the last few weeks. And God has really been doing the work, and I thank God for it. And you know what? God ain't finished yet. He's still in the miracle working business. He's still in the soul winning business. He's still in the healing body business. Whatever, whatever we need, he's, he's in the business, right? <laughs> I don't think he's changed from the day he said, let there be. <laughs> I think in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. There was that form and void and darkness on the face of the deep. And God's spirit moved on the water. You know what we need? The spirit of God to move back over the church, amen? amen. Yes, Lord. The Holy Spirit has to move in the body of Christ. The power of God has to be present. I was discussing this subject with somebody and I said you know if God's Holy Spirit is not in the church it's not God's church <laughs> what I mean by that if God's power is not allowed to move if God's presence is not allowed to move if the Holy Spirit is locked up in a box then God's not going to be here and I'm more in the emphasis of believing that Jesus needed it why don't we <laughs> come on somebody if Jesus needed the Holy Ghost, yes. Jesus didn't do a miracle before he was filled with the Holy Spirit when John the Baptist baptized him in the River Jordan. Oh, it gets me upset when I hear preachers say, oh, we don't need that spirit stuff. <laughs> oh, man, where are you coming from? We don't, the miracles are done away with. It died with the last apostles. I don't know. I saw a few miracles even in my time. Some great miracles. I, I don't think it's the devil that done that. <laughs> Bodies were healed. I saw me in Jansen, a little baby. Girl, blinded eyes open. I mean, things happen. Man healed of cancer. I remember that. I prayed for an old man. I worked with overnight. Cancer gone. He was in the hospital. And I was just crazy enough to believe what I was hearing. <laughs> Say, well, God, I got to pray for him. So I went over there and prayed for him, and I, I'm, I'm not lying to you. The, the doctor was in there talking about taking his stomach out, making him a stomach with his colon. And, and I said, Mr. Broken, I pray for you. That was his name. I prayed for him. The next day I got a call. The cancer was gone. God is a miracle God. I mean, God's still in the miracle business. I'm fired up. <laughs> no, just excuse me. I might get a little excited. <laughs> God is good. The power of God is real. He moves still today. Uh-oh. I know we just a few, but somebody can say amen, ouch or something. <laughs> God is working. Bible says he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. You know, I, I preached a message a couple of, what it was, maybe last week, last Thursday. I call it a mountain faith. And what, I, what, what I, was, I was getting to is that if Jesus said we can move a mountain, speak to the mountain. Be that removed and be cast into the sea. And don't doubt in your heart. It'll do, it will happen just like you say. Oh, but that's old time religion. <laughs> I'm on some. I want some old time religion. Give me that old time religion. Give me that old time religion. I, listen, we need some old time power. We need some power that's still real today. That God wants to move and wake up his church and shake it up. Shake us up, Lord. There's a whole lot of shaking going on. And any else that came up with that is Jesus. <laughs> There's a whole lot of shaking going on, man. God wants to shake us. 
Listen, I've been, I've been taking from one level to the next. Amen. I'm going to be honest with you. I thought I knew God, and I found I didn't know that much. <laughs> and they had to teach me, you got to trust in my power. You got to trust in my spirit. You got to trust in my word. You got to trust in the old-fashioned blood of Jesus. Listen, I got that in my heart. I'm not going to lose it. Praise God. I don't plan to ever give it up. If I ever start preaching that, throw me out because I don't want to preach nothing else. Because it ain't in my wisdom, and it ain't in my, my knowledge. I, I don't have the ability to, to make things right. God is the power of this church. Just the vessel. Just the messenger. He's the message. Turn with me to 1 Corinthians tonight, praise God. And I guess I, I want to start in verse 17. It's just so much about the 1 Corinthians. Paul was setting this, the artist straight. You see, people had gotten to the point where they started worshiping men. And they started worship, chapter uh, 1, verse 17. And Paul had to correct them and say, Were you baptized in the name of Paul? Were you, were you, were you, were you, were you saved in the name of another preacher? You see, a lot of people today are running after the wisdom of men. Come on, somebody. The wisdom of man, how educated you, a preacher can be, how, how knowledgeable he can be, how, how uh, eloquent he can be, how well he speaks. Years ago, <laughs> I had a man tell me one time, a preacher, he said, Brother Lanny, you got to learn how to speak. I said, What? <laughs> I said, you got to learn how to use eloquent words. I said, brother, you don't know who I'm preaching to. <laughs> it's a bunch of cages, man. There's a bunch of people that don't, don't pronunciate words just right. Wisdom of words, of, you know, and, I, and it was the same incident here. And Paul's writing this, this story. I didn't come with you to with, with man's excellent man's wisdom and speech, but in the power and demonstration of the Holy Ghost. Verse 17 says this, and I'm, I'm going to read a few little passages. You, you don't have to stay out of 1 Corinthians chapter 1, because that's where I just want to. There's just so much to learn about when you talk about God's wisdom. I'm not seeking man's wisdom. You're not seeking man's wisdom. I'm represented here tonight as a messenger of God. And it's not, it's not the wisdom that I can gain. That I got to share God's wisdom. I'm nothing in this church, praise God. I'm not, the, I'm not the one that makes this church run. You're not the one that makes it run. God makes it run. The Spirit of God working in us makes it run. We're a body. Come on, somebody. Amen. One's a hand, one's a foot, one's an ear, one's an eye. We're part of one body. This church ain't built around me. It's built around the Lord. Amen. It's not built around you. It's built around the Lord. And it's not built around my wisdom because I don't got too many. It's built around the wisdom of God and the Holy Spirit. Oh, hallelujah. I should have waited to preach this Sunday. <laughs> hallelujah. The wisdom of God, the Spirit of God is what makes things work. Paul was discussing this argument, and I call it argument. Men will fall in Peter. Men will fall in Cephas. I mean, uh, uh, Apollos, men were following Paul. One said, I go to Paul's church. I go to Peter's church. I go to <laughs> Apollo's church. 
That's my preacher. But Paul said them straight. And he made it very clear that he was not the top preacher, or Peter, Peter was not the top preacher, or, or uh, uh, Apollos was not the top preacher. That our wisdom doesn't come from us, but from the Lord. Verse 17 says, For Christ did not send me to baptize, and the argument was, well, you know, uh, you know, this one says, I was baptized in Peter. I was baptized with Paul. I was ba- he, uh, Paul said, I wasn't sent to baptize you. Paul then, baptism is, is important, I believe that, but the emphasis when it comes down to wisdom and salvation, it's in Christ and him crucified and what he did at Calvary. And God, is, Paul said, he said, I didn't, Christ didn't send me to baptize, but what did he send me? But to preach the gospel. Not with the wisdom of words. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Not with the wisdom of words. Not with the wisdom of, not with the words that I can speak, but in the power of God. My Lord, come on somebody. But in the power of God, he sent me to preach. But I'm preaching in the power of God, not in the fancy words and eloquent words I can use. If God's power is not present, you can say 50 million words a minute. It ain't going to do a bit of good. Most preachers today that stand behind pulpits, Preach based on their education. What they've learned in their cemeteries. I mean seminaries, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, how they got their, their, their doctrine right. And I'm all for doctrine. I think there's good doctrine. There's a lot of good doctrine. And how they can speak like the next preacher speaks. And how they can sound like the next preacher sounds. And how they can quote what the next preacher quotes. I'm not interested in that stuff, praise God. I'm interested in speaking what God says. Amen. I want, listen, if I can't back what I believe in and demonstrate that power in my life, then I don't have the Holy Ghost. Neither do you. Some of the greatest gifts that God has given man, the freedom to love one another, to forgive one another, to, to unite and work with one another and be a body is important in the ministry. And we got to understand that God is, that's God's wisdom. That's what he uses to, to bring his church together. And if we don't understand that wisdom, we're going to come up short every time. I didn't write this book, y'all. This is God's word. <laughs> and I use people laugh. I mean, now I'm, I have a problem, and that's just me, okay? That's, that's not any, anybody here. I have a problem with name ministries, okay? I have a problem with people calling their ministries after their name. I don't believe that. Just suppose I put a sign up, Lanny Hayes Full Gospel Church. How stupid. Come on, somebody. How dumb would that sound? It ain't Lanny Hayes. It's just God's church. It's the Holy Spirit's church. It's what God can do. It's the wisdom of God, not my wisdom. I got to get on my knees. I got to depend on God to speak to me so I can tell you what he wants. To you to know. Because I don't know. (laughs) Come on. I don't. I've been trying to depend on the voice of God to give me a word so I can share with you. I'm not going to get up here and say, well, this is what I think God wants you to know. I don't want to think. I want to know. I want to know God's wisdom. I want to know what God has to say. But he said here, 
to, but to preach the gospel, not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be none effect. Now, listen, that's what I'm talking about. I'll, I'll be honest with y'all. Listen, y'all might have been listening to some of these preachers on TV. Listen, I got, I got one of my, my, I was talking to Isaac, my boy, and I, I came across, I was trying to look some, for some music on my phone. How many of you ever heard of Mercy Me? Listen, I, wanted, I found something, and listen, when I first saw it, I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't think Christian at all. I, if I didn't know better, I thought I was looking at a worldly, a worldly group. Dressed in black. The, hell of a, the album represented a, 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 a lung, a human lung that had a dark shadow around it. And I asked myself a question. I said, what has that got to do with Jesus? When I was in the world, I remember these rock groups. They had these, these, these deplorable Coverage that, that, that looks so demonic. And that's what I thought of when I first saw that. I saw something dark. I didn't see Jesus. And they call himself a Christian group. I showed Janice. I went through the list. And these new albums coming out. These new Christian groups coming out. I, when I look at their albums, I saw nothing of Jesus. I saw nothing represented the redemption blood of Christ. I saw nothing representing Christ's power and Christ's love and mercy. All I saw was darkness. If I was lost, I couldn't say that wasn't a worldly album. It was just some covers of albums I was, I was looking. And this is, they had one, the new Christian of today. <laughs> I like to know what that's like, Sister Guy. <laughs> the new Christian of today. What about the old Christians? What was wrong with the gospel before? The new Christians came around. Listen, I've heard stories like Charles Finney and, and D.L. Moody and all these guys. They would lead people to Christ. At least 80% of them would stay saved. You're lucky if 10% today stay born again in the modern gospel. Because it's not God's wisdom. Because God's wisdom teaches commitment and holiness. And a righteous walk. Don't mention the word holy in church anymore. You can't mention sin no more. Because you're going to make people feel condemned. We need to feel condemned. If you're in sin tonight, you need to feel convicted. You need to feel the guilt. If, if you would die in sin, you would end up in hell. The wisdom of God is not the wisdom of man. When I, when I was looking at that, I was just showing Janice. I said, look at this stuff. There's nothing about Jesus in these Christian, the Christian music that I was, I was seeing, you know, over, over, over the Internet. Dark. That's all I saw, darkness. I didn't see nothing about Jesus. Is that the new wisdom? Is that the new gospel? It's not God's wisdom. I'm going to tell you right now. And I, I got a little upset when I saw it. And I usually do that when I don't like what I see. <laughs> Amen? And verses uh, 19, where it says, I would destroy the wisdom of the wise and bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. And you know what? God is not interested in man's philosophies. What men think. He's only going to back his word. Come on, somebody. He's only going to back his word. He's not going to, he's not going to take, listen, I was listening to, and, uh, listen, I don't get on preachers tonight because they, some of them, they get me so upset. One of them was saying that God was talking to him. 
And God said, well, what do you think we should do? Oh, God, you should do this. And then and he started and I said, well, go. God said, go ahead and do it. So now the preachers are giving God advice. <laughs> and it wasn't, it wasn't the Lord. <laughs> I mean, as if God's got to ask me what he wants to do. I mean, seriously. Why does God got to ask me? Who am I? I can't give God counsel. That's stupid. I was praying a while back, and, and I was listening to my prayers, okay, seriously. And I was praying, and it's almost like I was telling God what to do. And I, 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 start, I said, that's stupid. So God, you need to do this, and God, take care of this, and God, go here, and God, do this, and God. Listen, God's not your slave. <laughs> Come on, somebody. You know, we can't point God in directions and set God in the path that we want him to go. That's stupid. We pray in humility and humbleness and say, Lord, I need this done. I can't get, it'll never happen without you. Lord, bless me with this answered prayer. Things like that are, but not telling God, how oh, God, do here, go here. That's stupid. That is dumb to think we can counsel God, the wisest of all wise. <laughs> and it says here, verse 20 says, where is the wise? Where is the scribe? You know what a scribe is, huh? The scribe is the one that dictates the word. <laughs> you know, a scribe is the one that writes down the scriptures. You see, back when the, the early parts of the scriptures were written, before Christ especially, in the synagogues when they would get a, they would get a, a, a scroll or a book, it was so rare because they would write it, and if they would cross a T wrong, or, and we use a T or an I, they would tear it all up and start all over again. And when they come to the name Jehovah, they would stop and worship. It was so precise. There was nothing wrong with the, with the, with the books that were given to these synagogues. And to get one, you better, you better hold on to it because it was, it was prayed on. It was, it was thought on. Everything was put just perfect. That was the wisdom of God. They didn't want to interfere with God's word. Come on, somebody. And God's wisdom had to be brought out in these books. They couldn't just write, just I'm right, and just throw it out there. It had to be ready. But he says, Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this age? Has not God made the foolishness? Has God, sorry, has not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? Look, it gets me when you got some, some idiots that can call themselves wise, saying, oh, something exploded uh, billions of years ago. We don't know what it is. Nothing exploded and it made everything. But yeah, they look at them like they, they, they're going to give them the answers to everything in life. These are idiots, man. To think that nothing made everything, that's stupid. Big bang took place millions and billions of years ago. Nobody was there. Nobody recorded it. Nobody saw it. Do you know, <laughs> and I'm not going to get on that tonight, just how mass the size of this universe is. It's, it's unreal. They can't measure it by miles. It's too many. They can't come up with numbers big enough, Brother Allen, to, to measure how, how, many, how long it is or how big it is. That's why they developed light years. That's how fast light travels. At the speed of light for one year, 186,000 miles per second, light travels. 
And they had to, 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 to measure everything by a light year because they couldn't number the size of the universe in miles by like one, two, three, a billion, or two billion, or three billion. There was no numbers went high enough. That's how large it is. And they make me believe that came from nothing. <laughs> but they sit there and, and they got their little, little they're, they're literally all wise, man. You, you, you look at them. I had one guy come in my office. He was a, uh, a, a professor at, at UL. And we're talking. Oh, I believe in evolution. <laughs> I said, oh, yeah. I, I, and I'm not lying. This really happened. And, and I'm sitting there. I said, oh, you believe in evolution? I said, uh, so you believe everything, made, everything came from nothing? Oh, yeah. I said, I had a, a business card. <laughs> I, looked, you, I said, you believe the space shuttle could evolve? Oh, no, oh, no, too complex. No, too complex. I said, this business card got a better chance to become the space shuttle than evolution because he says paper on the space shuttle. <laughs> oh, he said, I'll get you a book. <laughs> that was it. He walked out. He's not trained to think anything else. I challenged him. To see how stupid he looked. You know what I'm saying? But it's, 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 it's big bucks to tell lies. Because that's the wisdom of man. Man has an answer for everything. Man, man can fix the COVID problem. Man can fix the cancer problem. Man, I've never seen. Listen, ever since we come with that health department, the U.S. health department, we have more diseases than we ever had in, a whole, in, in, in the history of this nation and world. They got more sicknesses, more plagues taking place. And, but they got all the answers, you know. We're going to take the place of God. We're going to cure the, cure the, uh, and I'm not against doctors. And stuff. That's not what I'm talking about. They got some good doctors. I'm talking about idiots think they can take God's place. Do you know right now they're trying to, what you call that thing where you, you uh, they, can, they can actually make a heart. Like, a, like in one of those printers. I forgot it. Oh, I forgot he called. But anyway, they, they can. I take the image and it can make an actual functioning body part. And now they're working on that. It never happened. God is listen. Men think they're wiser than the Lord, and they're not. The human eye is one of the most complex things ever put in the head of a human being, and still they can't develop. Something as precise as the human eye. I mean, the, 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 the membranes, the, 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 the pupils, and the, uh, the, the retina, and all that stuff. I mean, any doctor or any, any, anybody studies body parts can see that wasn't a mistake. That's stupid to believe that the human eye could, could just evolve from nothing. That's stupid. It's so connected, wired together. So, and if one part of that eye don't work right, you can't see. It, it affects your, your vision. Now watch. But men say we're wiser than God. The Bible says here in verse 21 where it says, For since, the wisdom, for, for since in wisdom, the wisdom of God, the world through wisdom did not know God. And it pleased God through the foolishness of the message of preachers to save those who believe. And that's the whole principle. God rose up preachers like us. People are just simple enough that believe that there is a God. And that he's powerful. And that he's a deliverer and he's a healer. And he sets people free. I'm going to be honest with you. Tonight I'm free. 
I've experienced some stuff in the last few months. I mean, I just, I don't feel the pain anymore, but I, but I just feel the freedom in what God has given me. Until I could get that freedom, I could never be used of God. You understand what I'm saying? It's the peace of God, the, 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 the confidence of the Holy Spirit, the power of God in my life. I had, to, I had to find that before I could come and pastor here. And it was something that happened just between me and God. And it changed my whole life. Because I've been coming to church. The majority of my life as a Christian was serving here in this little church. And what was said was right. And, and it was because I was not listening fully with the spiritual ears of Christ. I, you know, I've, I've, it was sounded right. It was, it was right. And I had to find that in my own life. There's times in my life I had to find the truth through what I was taught, through the wisdom of God. My brothers that, that stood up and preached in here had some great words. I'm telling you, man. And I learned so much. Today, I even carried them things in my heart. But I had to come to the place in my life where I had to believe what God said. Be honest. A lot of times we were moved more by feelings than the Holy Ghost. I have. I'm not talking about me, okay? I thought I was hearing from God sometime and come to find out it wasn't. Goosebumps are not the Holy Ghost. <laughs> come on, somebody. Chills down your spine is not the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is there to move your heart, to give you victory where you cannot have it anywhere else. The power of God to move in your life, to change your thoughts and your feelings and your heart, that's the Holy Ghost. And it makes you dance. It makes you want to shout. Great when, that, when God moves that way. But I've got answers from the Lord, just me and God, just sitting in a corner somewhere. And he listened for the voice of the Lord. And brothers and sisters, I'm telling you, I got some wisdom I never thought I could ever get. Because I needed to know. There's some peace. Oh, man, I feel the Holy Ghost. There's some peace in my life I needed to find. And to be honest, I've, I've, I've sat under great preachers, good men of God. But there's some times I had to go back and get the answer from God. I had to take what I've learned and seek the answers from the Lord. I had to say, God, you said this. You said this in your word. Now I got to get confidence in that word. You get where I'm coming from? I had to see the answer from the Lord. You know, a lot of people are struggling today. And they go to church. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Hey, you need to be in church. Sometimes you're wrestling with answers in your own life. Sure, preachers can help, men of God can help, but there's sometimes you got to seek your answer yourself and go back to the Word yourself and find God's wisdom yourself. You know, Paul is looking at the situation where they had these different preachers, himself included, where they were choosing one preacher above the other. He's, That's not wise. <laughs> Come on. I'll be honest with you, I like your support, I like your prayers, I like your comfort, I like your, your brother's sistership. 
But I'm not the answer, Sister Kathy. I'm not. I'm here as a, as a messenger, but I'm not the answer for this church. You're not the answer for this church. Anybody know who he is? <laughs> and we have to follow what he says. We have to follow his word. When I first came back, I, I, I was emphasizing on faith. And, and I was doing that because God wanted that way because he wanted us to believe his word. Not to say you just believe God, but you had to believe him. And what he was teaching us and showing us through his word. I've got answers from him. I'll be honest with you. I've, I've heard from God all my Christian life. There's times when I heard him more. But lately, just times where just revelation that he gives me. And, 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 he, and the thing is that if it's, if it's not in this book, I don't want to hear it. Come on, somebody. If, it, if what's speaking to me doesn't draw me closer to Jesus... And draw me closer to his word. I don't want to hear it. Seriously. When men start saying things that doesn't line up with scripture. You know you're responsible to do. Close the book and walk out. Go or go meet them and say the Bible don't teach that. It's not in the scriptures. Okay. So you have to. If you hear me say something. Please tell me. And show me in the word. Okay. Come on somebody. Show me. I've got corrected a lot of times. And I thought I was some, some super spiritual guru, and I wasn't, okay? I had to have answers from God. There's something you're going through right now, and only God has the answer, all right? Uh, the, only, the only wisdom you should seek is God's word, amen? The only one you should seek. Listen, as a pastor, I'm here to help you. With the limited ability I have, I'm going to go through the word with you, okay? But still, I'm not the answer. Paul was saying, I am not the answer. Peter's not the answer. Apollos is not the answer. Brother Lanny's not the answer. Brother so-and-so, assistant so-and-so is not the answer. One water it, one plants, one water it, but God brings the increase. This church is going to grow. It's going to grow on the Lord. Come on, somebody. It's going to grow on God's increase. Not only any his. Or anybody else for that matter. It's going to be on God's foundation. It's going to be on Jesus' foundation. And what he says in his word. I'm almost finished, okay? I could go on, but I'm not going to. I want to get you hungry, okay? You're responsible. For what you do with tonight, okay? You're responsible for seeking God's word. Okay, you don't want, you're responsible for the answers. Listen, like I said, I'm only the messenger, all right? I'm not the message. You know, you deal with people all the time, and I've been doing that for years, and I find out that people are dealing with different things at different times. You got some people on this side are dealing with something, dealing with something, and you have to learn how to give the answer. And sometimes the answer has to feed three or four different type of people dealing with stuff. But it, one answer that comes to my mind that can solve all of our problems is the wisdom of God. Come on, somebody. 
Everybody going through anything, Jesus is your answer. And he has an answer for you. Come unto me, all ye that are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Come and learn of me, for I'm meek and lowly in heart, and you'll find rest unto your soul. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. That's what it says. You know what a yoke is? A harness is something you put on one animal when, when, he, when, he, when he's plowing. But a yoke is when you yoke two animals together. Come on, somebody. You're on one side of that yoke, and Jesus is on the other. And you pull in with the Lord. <laughs> Come on. See, all you have to do, brother, is just you, you, you got to listen. When Jesus says turn, turn. When he says go straight, go straight. When he says go to the right, go to the right. Come on. When he says stop, stop. But then that's too simple. It's the truth. He didn't say take my harness. He said take my yoke. I'm going to pull this with you. Let me tell you something. I can't pull this church. You can't pull it. But if you yoke up to Jesus, we'll pull it. <laughs> I'll feel the Holy Ghost. Listen, we yoke up to Jesus, we'll plow, we'll pull. We can save this whole community. If we yoke up with Jesus, but if we're going to do it by ourselves, we'll never do anything. Seriously. I'm going to ask a personal question. How many of you are hurting in this church? I mean, spiritually have, and, and don't be ashamed. You don't, have, don't raise your hand even. You, you know who you are. I mean, you face, you're struggling with some stuff, okay? Come unto me, all you that are heavy laden. <laughs> Come on. You that are weighed down. You that are hurting. You that, you that are facing whatever you're facing. God will pull this weight with you. You're not pulling this by yourself. I know in my Christian walk, sometimes I feel, where are you, God? I'm right here, son. <laughs> Just on the other side, the yoke. <laughs> Come on. I'm just there. I'm right here. You heard me sing that song. Sometimes you feel a million miles away. Where are you, God? Sometimes I, I, I can't see you. Sometimes I wonder if you even love me or not. But I show you he does. He said, I'll never leave you or forsake you. How many know that's a promise from the Lord? Amen. Listen, today, walk out of this church, believe it in your heart. God, you'll never leave me or forsake me. Yes, Jesus. If you got Jesus, but you're not alone. Hallelujah. When the world turns its back on you, Jesus will never turn his back on you. Yes. Follow the wisdom of the Lord. And believe me, I can go on where I'm going to stop, though. Because there's so much I would like to talk about. See, in my, in my own testimony, the struggles I had, listen, I had, to get, I had to have the peace of God. Come on, somebody. I had to know that he loved me, <laughs> and he forgave me, and he, and he healed me, <laughs> and his peace was there. That was just between me and God. I, was, I can't blame everybody else. I had to have that, Sister Kathy. I had to know it. Without knowing, without, no, no. That nothing what anybody could have said to me would have made any difference till Jesus told me, I'm walking this with you, son. I give you the grace. I give you the mercy. I give you the forgiveness. I give you the power. I, I, and I couldn't do it without him. Most of you know me, most of my Christian life. I'll tell you what, I've changed. 
a lot. Because I want to know Jesus. I want to know him. I want to know his grace and his mercy. I want to feel his forgiveness. I want to feel his peace. And I, I tell you, the last few months, man, I've been, I've, that's been great for me. I've been feeling, I've been experiencing the, the peace of God, the forgiveness of God, the grace of God. You know, all we heard it all our lives, oh, saved by grace. What does grace mean? And the Lord spoke to me, and I say it over and over again, and I feel like a broken record. You come ask me for something, I might tell you no, but let my Boogie or Hannah or Isaac, my son or my daughter or my wife ask. I'm going I'm to do it because that's my children. That's my wife. Because of the covenant I have with them. And you would do the same thing. You would do the same thing because that's your daughter or your son. It's different. You would go way out of the way for them before you do it for me. Because you have a covenant with them. I mean, you, they got your grace. Come on, somebody. And I ask myself, God, if I see my children that way, how much more does God see me? <laughs> I mean, I thought about that. Man, if I feel like that for my children, how much more does the Father feel that for me? He'd do something for me he wouldn't do for that world. Because I'm his son. And that's what grace is about. Book was talk, me and Book talk about a lot of spiritual stuff. He said, Daddy, what does grace mean? I said, God's favor is on your life, son. God's favor is on your life. Life gets hard sometimes. But if you yoked up to Jesus, you'll make it. There's not a person in this building that cannot walk for God. But remember, you're never walking it by yourself. If you're gonna, you, you can never pull that yoke by yourself. Because you won't pull it. Jesus has to be the one, the strength of that yoke. Come and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart. You find rest unto your soul. I want to challenge you tonight, amen. Praise God. We had a Mother's Day Sunday. If you can make it, I, I want everybody to come. If you can, okay. I understand y'all. Others have other plans, but if you can make it, come. And I want you to come and enjoy the fellowship. And honor the mothers of this church, okay? And God has a plan. And, I, and, I, and, and there are two mothers I thought of, I'll be honest with you, and I, and I go back to God's word, is Hannah, Samuel's mother, and Mary, the mother of Jesus, not the mother of God. <laughs> Come on. I thought, thought about Mary. I know that what the world, the religion does with her, but Mary was a godly woman. Talking about the Mary of the Bible. Feared God with all her heart. Revered God. She had to be special. To be chosen by the Lord. And God-fearing woman. Amen. And there's so much we can learn from her life. Not to pray to her. That's all pagan. That's ungodly. She never said to pray to her. But as we learn about other people in the Bible. Like Moses or Elijah or, or Hannah or... Anybody like that, this lady watched the Son of God grow up. And I told somebody the other day, I said, you know what? She cleaned his ears, wiped his behind. <laughs> I thought, took him a bath. <laughs> I said, man, she knew who he was. I said to the man, what was she thinking? Huh? 
Man, that, that'll preach. I'm, 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 I'm going to share things about what a godly mother does. But there was, there was, she was a godly woman. Amen. I don't care what religion does to, for her, but religion lies about her, but she, she was a godly woman. Amen. Hallelujah. So we're going to kind of brush maybe on that about mothers, two mothers, Hannah and Mary. Not the Catholic Mary. <laughs> don't get me wrong. I'm talking about the Bible Mary. The godly Mary. The one that, that carried Jesus inside of her body. Man, let's stand up. Praise God. I hope this, this, this will, you enjoyed this tonight. Praise God. We have a chance to be different. <laughs> uh, we don't have to accept the wisdom of this world, right? Right? We don't have to accept the wisdom of man. Uh, listen, I don't want to be so radical. You got some good men out there that like doctors. I mean, doctors are wonderful. I mean, they, take, they, they do things. They, they study the body. They, they know how to fix things sometimes. Okay? And wise men. And a doctor that messes with, you know, what he does, doctoring, there's not too many atheist doctors out there. Because they can't, you can't be. I, just a guy, I talked to a biologist one time. And I looked at him. He studies this human cells of the body. And he studies plant life. And I, I said, how can a biologist be an atheist? He said, I don't know how. And this man studies you know, cells and, 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 and functions of biology and with the body. And all. He said, I don't see how many, a, a, a biologist can be an atheist. There's just so much, <laughs> so much complexity. It's, it's unreal. It's so unreal to believe that a man could study this stuff and be an atheist. That's stupid. And he, was, he said it. I'm not no atheist. I know better than that. The wisdom of God. Amen. I want you to go leave here today and say, Lord, I need your wisdom. Listen, I, anybody need one? I, I gave my mom I got some more of these little books. I want them to listen. This is all it is. It's God's word, okay? You can, it's a promise book. If you're going through depression, discouragement, you're facing financial problems, marital problems, lonely, all, anything. And all it does is give you scriptures for every situation you might be going through. There's one you can have it, Okay? I mean, I told Jance we went, went the other day. I, I, I try to pick him up. That lady goes, I buy, I buy him almost all off. Because <laughs> they, they're perfect little tool. If you're not sure how to study the scriptures, it studies it for you, okay? What it does, it just sets everything up. Need a peace? Look, you got all the scriptures on peace, okay? Uh, you need a, a, you're lonely or something? Uh, you know, you have, you have a physical sickness? It tells you all the scriptures on physical sickness, how you can be healed. And all it is is scriptures. And I want to encourage you to get the wisdom of God, okay? How many believe this is the Lord tonight? I know, I know it's kind of sound. It's to know what God says. Sometimes it's not always shouting, right? Just learning. That I need God's wisdom. Amen. Don't forget about us Sunday. Invite somebody to come. Praise God. We're going to have some hamburgers, hot dogs, a lot of fellowship. Praise God. Brother Ray's going to be barbecuing. He's going to make the best hamburgers I ever tasted in my life. I mean, McDonald's ain't got nothing on Ray. He got the fourth pound. He got the ninth pound. <laughs> and uh, we can have a good time, praise God. So please, 
Want to come, invite your family, your children. We'll make everything stretch. Amen? That's one thing I like what we used to do here a lot. I've always looked for the Mother's Day thing. Because I, I, I had so much good times at the gathering. Seriously, I'm, all of you, I, I had so much good time. I, I talked, we talked to people. We'd laugh. We'd play songs. I mean, it was so fun. I mean, it was so wonderful. Uh, that's one thing I like. I liked a lot of things. But that was specifically I look forward every year. And, you know, and I, I like to revive that a little bit and see how, where God's going to go with it. Because we need to get back together, get close together again and love each other. You know, just be there for each other. One more thing. I had a, a phone call last night, and I talked to Sister Pat again. She'd been calling me. Remember Sister Pat and Brother Robert? She called me again. And I talked to her for a long time. I, I prayed with her. Marlene needs prayer. She's, she's 58 years old. She can't even hardly walk no more. Her husband is going on them rigs. She's scared about him going with all that, that thing that happened with that thing that flipped in the Gulf. Uh, Kevin, too. Esther was crying on the phone. She's scared for him. He's going back out there again. I said, Esther, you don't have to worry about that. <laughs> God will take care of the boy. He'll take care of him. Man, he'll take care of him. We got to trust in him, okay? Amen. Anything else I forgot, Mom? And we got our light fixed. <laughs> Is it shining outside? <laughs> okay. <laughs> we got our light back. There's something broken, and then anyway, we got it back. I, I, I was I was a little upset. I got in the flesh as the guy there. Yeah. I didn't. I, I said, Jan's telling people, we're paying for that light. You're gonna come fix it. And I waited a month. That was a bit of month. I said, Oh Lord. I said, Well. And Janice came and she did some there was this stuff over here and she saw the light was on. Praise the Lord. <laughs> All right.